Hello, everybody out there, and welcome back to Political Division Reenvisioned, or welcome to Political Division Reenvisioned if this is your first time tuning in with your host, Nick Liberty. Uh, first off, I'd just like to say thank you to everybody who's continued to listen in, uh, especially the folks in my home state of New York and out in California. You guys have been some of my most consistent viewers. I really appreciate it. Um, again, if you guys haven't listened to this show before, uh, I would like to invite you to participate. If you disagree with the things I say on this show, if you agree with the things I say on this show, and if you have criticisms, compliments, if you want to get involved with the debate, if you want to possibly be on the show in the future, please reach out at politicaldivisionreenvisioned at gmail.com. That's the name of the podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Uh, without further ado, I'll uh, introduce the topic for today. What I'm going to be talking about is Alex Jones. I'm going to title this something along the lines of Alex Jones, Was It a $1 Billion Mistake? Uh, I'm going to try and keep things kind of to the facts in this episode. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of confusion. I'm not really going to try and get into the specifics of, of the legal side of it, of the appeals and of all, all the intricacies. Uh, I'm going to first go into a general education on what happened, what the timeline looks like, what the verdicts were for people that aren't familiar, what the general story is. And then I'm going to kind of get into why I think this is important and why I think that everyone in America should be afraid of the precedence that this sets. So uh, without further ado, I'll get into the first section here. Thank you again, everybody, for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. So right off the bat, in case anybody's not familiar, Alex Jones is a prominent... Uh, some He used to be more of a fringe figure. Now he's kind of become mainstream in many circles. He's considered to be a joke. I don't think that's fair. He's had some really interesting stories. He's been known to go off the handle and make outlandish claims that he couldn't support, especially in the past. And I'm not justifying some of the things he said by any means. Um, basically the whole thing right now with the lawsuit that you may or may not have heard of, you probably at least are generally familiar with it. He's been ordered to pay just under a billion dollars to the families of the Sandy Hook mass shooting. Um, I'm sure everybody's familiar with Sandy Hook. If not, there was a shooting in Newsom, Connecticut, um, where there was a, a school shooting in Sandy Hook elementary school. And there were a lot of speculations when that first came out because there were some things that didn't seem to line up at the time. Uh, I'm not going to comment on any of the conspiracies or any of the, the facts of, of what actually happened, what didn't happen. I'm just going to do a general timeline. So the, the shooting happened in 2012. There was a lot of internet speculation on some questions that people had with it. Um, there were some people that were interviewed that were part of the event that were victims that, that seemed a bit strange. This has later been attributed to shock, but at the time it, it seemed a little um, strange to many people. So Alex Jones wasn't the one that made this assertion originally. He covered it on his show. Uh, if you're not familiar with Alex Jones, he has a show called InfoWars or a website called InfoWars where he does a show. Uh, he's gotten into some very interesting topics over the years. And one of the things was back when this happened in 2012, he had these debates on whether or not Sandy Hook was fake, what the, what the situation was, if it was a hoax. Um, and basically, after a few years, 
So going forward a bit, after 2016, four years later, Alex Jones came out and said, you know what, I was wrong. I've talked to some of the families. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have fed into this. I shouldn't have have listened to this. Um, And he apologized profusely many times. Um, I mean, you can find the records of it going back if you search hard enough of him apologizing 2016 uh, all the way up until today. Now, fast forward to 2022, 10 years after the initial incident, 10 years after Alex Jones's offense, supposedly, and let's see, four, five, six years after he condemned his past remarks and said that he'd made a mistake. Now they had a court trial that from what I've heard, now this is this is a little bit of speculation. You can't really find a lot of, of easy coverage on this because a lot of this is, is backdoor among the legal teams and things like that. But apparently Alex Jones was not given the option to plead not guilty. He was told right from the start that he was guilty and that there would be no argument allowed. Now, I know that there are certain laws where that becomes a, a precedence, but when you're talking about something like freedom of the, uh, of the press and freedom of speech, and you're talking about someone defending their name and their actions and you know mentioning how they've tried to make it right, I don't think it's fair to not give them a chance to plead not guilty. Um, so that, that whole situation was horrific to begin with. Uh, Alex Jones and his lawyers have also claimed that during mediation, which is not an on the record process, they wanted him to come out against the second amendment and, you know, the ownership of firearms so that, you know, they would cut him a break basically and not go after him this hard. That claim has not been substantiated and I doubt it will be. But it's definitely something interesting to mention, and the reason I'm giving a preface to it is because I don't want to misinform people. I just want to repeat what may or may not have happened so people know that there could be more to this trial than what's on the surface. And after that, I'm going to get into why this whole situation is terrifying to me and why I think people need to be concerned about the precedence this sets um, in general, across all mediums, especially for people that are that are smaller and not capable of, of handling situations like this. If you're a small media company or even a YouTube channel and you say something that is wrong because the information at the time leads you to believe something, and then later on, with more information in the future, they come back and hold you to that standard and then try to ruin your life, this is a serious, serious situation and a historical precedence that we need to be aware of. Um, so I'll get into this next segment here in just a second. There might be a brief pause. Give me one sec. So yeah, essentially after this trial, Alex Jones has been ordered to pay $965 million for Sandy Hook. Um, and one of the things that are kind of horrifying about this is that you then have articles coming out from... Forbes that's titled, what's the title on this one? Uh, this one is titled, Alex Jones doesn't have one billion. He does own five homes in Texas, though. And it goes into his real estate. And then you have articles coming out from places like Newstime. And I, I cross-referenced this with a bunch of other websites and some not as reliable, but they all kind of came to a consensus that 
in the best case, if Alex Jones sold off all of his assets and his stakes in his companies, his net worth is somewhere between about 135 and 270 million. And that's if he went completely broke. Most of the estimates say that in actual like liquid assets, he's looking at somewhere between like one and seven million. So I understand that he did something wrong and he understands he did something wrong. He apologized for it six years ago and yet today they're trying to ruin his life and put him in the poorhouse essentially. I mean this is a horrific standard. I understand that, yes, he did negatively impact those families. I get that. He made their suffering worse because he claimed that they were liars when they had just suffered a tragedy. And I'm not defending that action, and neither is he. He's apologizing for that. He's invited those people, those family members, to have a discussion with him so that he can apologize to them before any of this even happened with the actual lawsuits. But to take that standard and say this man did a wrong and charge him with a, a bill, essentially, that's almost 10 times his estimated net worth is insane. And that's if he sells everything. And Forbes seems to imply that they want him to be homeless in order to pay this bill. I mean, this is, this is insanity. I mean, you have, you have companies that, that kill people with with untested prescription drugs you see them on the news all the time class action lawsuits where participants that ended up dying or getting very sick or having cancer from these drugs you're entitled to a compensation it's not a multi-million dollar compensation you're lucky if you get a couple grand to, to hold people that are that are literally holding people's lives in their hands to one standard and then hold essentially a TV or radio host to this crazy high standard because he's on a different side of a political agreement is insanity. And it sets a really dangerous precedence, and I'd like to pose the question to you guys out there, whether you're left or right, what, had, what would have happened if Alex Jones was right? Obviously, we don't live in that reality where this was the case, that this was indeed something perpetrated by the government or by some organization or by some rogue element within the government. But what if it had been? What if next time there is something that happens that is a hoax and then someone is afraid to speak out of it because if they're wrong, six years later, I'm sorry, 10 years later, they're going to be destroyed because they got it wrong. Journalism is getting it wrong and it's admitting when you get it wrong. And Alex Jones did that. He got it wrong when he realized he got it wrong, when he saw the repercussions of his actions, he came out and apologized for it. And instead of that being something that was taken into account, he was continued to be slandered and slammed. And I don't care what you think of him. The reality is, if he was right, this would have been a huge deal. And the fact that because he was wrong, he's being punished to this extreme is just going to, to make people afraid to speak out against the status quo. You're not going to be able to question things. I mean, imagine if something like this had happened with the Tuskegee experiments, where they were testing the effects of syphilis and letting uh, especially African-American sufferers die of it so that they could see what happened. Imagine if this had happened with things like uh, that I've talked about on past episodes, like the, uh, the plot with the FBI to kidnap uh, Governor Whitmer. 
I mean, if these things weren't allowed to be questioned, if you weren't allowed to say anything, we wouldn't even know the story. Same thing with, uh, with the whole story on Edward Snowden and WikiLeaks and everything else. If you can't cover these stories, even if they end up having something that's wrong, then how are we supposed to find the truth in anything? We're just supposed to take, like, what, state-mandated media? This is insane to me. And I understand where people are coming from with the sympathy that Alex Jones has said things that are crazy. He's said things that are outlandish. He's said things that are extreme, especially in the past. But I want to ask you out there, Honestly, remove Alex Jones from the equation for a second. I'm talking to you, the viewer at home. Wherever you are, whether you're an American or you're somewhere else, I have viewers in, in Yemen that tune in quite a bit, and I have viewers in, well, all over Europe and everything. So regardless of where you are in the world, I want you to ask yourself, in the last six years, have you made a mistake? Have you said something that you wish you hadn't said? And would you want that to define you, and should that define you? Should the, the, the culmination of who you are as a person and what you've done and what you've tried to do and, and the whole scope be taken into effect, or should you be traced back to one year or two years of your life, and that is what will define you for the rest of your life? If the answer is no, you wouldn't like that to happen, I would say you're probably in the 99 percentile of people. I would say that the grand majority of people are not always happy with their actions in the past. I know personally I've made mistakes in the past that I look back on and I'm like, geez, knowing what happened, I really would have done that different. So I ask you, is it fair to take Alex Jones, to make an example of him, to essentially like, I mean, financially guillotine him in the public square, to make an example, to strike fear, and to hold him as if this one thing that he did wrong defines him as a person. I mean, let's talk about some of his other things. He's covered some stories that were really fascinating. You may have heard of some of them. Um, the, the Grove, the Bohemian Grove. If you're not familiar with this, Alex Jones was one of the first people to break this story about this very strange cult-like following in Hollywood of many actors. And this is a real thing. You can look it up with the owl effigy and everything else. Swear to God, uh, don't take my word for it. Look it up yourself. Bohemian Grove, like Bohemian Rhapsody, the song. So if you don't know how to spell Bohemian, you can figure it out. Um, Alex Jones broke the story on that. That was a huge deal. If they had held the same standard as this, he would have been shut down because at the time it was conspiracy. He talked about, and I'm sure you've heard this quote, they're putting in the water, turn the freaking frogs gay. Okay, uh, that was a meme for a long time. But he was right. There were, there were chemicals that were leaching into water that were causing changes in frogs, in their hormones, in, in their organs, that was making them essentially like amphibian hermaphrodites. It was a real story. He was outlandish. He was crazy in the way that he covered that story, but it was a real story. Now, on the flip side of this, you have other news entities that are not being held to these standards. You have entities like CNN and MSNBC, these giant corporations that have put out stories like, if you recall, Nicholas Sandman. He was the, he was the kid that had the Native American bang the drum in his face. They called him a white supremacist. Well, later on, after a giant uh, deposition on this and court trials and everything else, 
and all the evidence was reviewed and the full videos were seen, Nicholas Sandman didn't really do anything wrong. He was just kind of standing there, smiling. Yeah, maybe he shouldn't have smiled, I guess, was the argument. But does smiling when someone's in your face beating a drum make you a white supremacist? And why wasn't CNN ever called to the mat on that? Now, let's go into further ones. The, the Russia hoax with the election in 2016 being rigged, that now has been admitted to be a lie. The dossier came out, that was admitted to be essentially nothing. All of this, these facts came out and it was, I mean, for two years, you heard this, this narrative push that there was this Russian interference in the election and that Trump was a Russian-backed puppet and they tried to impeach him on it. And at the end of it, they had nothing to prove anything other than a dossier that they made up that contained no actual evidence. Um, keep going. Let's go into the covering of Kyle Rittenhouse before there was a trial, before there was any sort of, of, of substantial information on it. They were coming out saying that he was looking for trouble, that he was aggressive, that he was racist. It, it's insane what we allow one group to get away with because they're on a certain end of the political spectrum and the standards that we hold someone like Alex Jones to. And I could keep going. I mean, there's, let's talk about the, the, um, I'm sorry, the Biden laptop story, Hunter Biden. I couldn't remember his first name, the Hunter Biden laptop story that was released in the New York post that was spread all over Twitter, but immediately cracked down on the FBI contacted Facebook, told Facebook, this is disinformation, block it. Later on, they admitted it wasn't disinformation. It was true. It wasn't Russian hoax. It was true. There's no, there's no calling to the mat on that. There's no um, rectification of it. There's no solutions. So why is it that Alex Jones, for questioning an event that was horrific and a tragedy, but questioning that maybe things weren't as they seemed with it, why is he being held to this insane standard to the number of almost a billion dollars when all of these massive corporations, way bigger than him, with way more resources, way more ability to, to fact check things, way more ability to do research, they make mistakes that, in my opinion, are far more egregious, and they don't have any liability. They're not being sued. They're not actually facing any charges. There have been lawsuits brought against them, but they never get anywhere. I mean, it's it's if you break it down and you remove the emotion from this situation with the kids and with the families. I get that. It's, it's emotional. But remove that for a second and think about it. You're talking about, mm, you know, maybe sub-100 people that are affected by this situation. But you talk about something, for example, like the, the laptop scandal with Hunter Biden, that is something that affects every American. That's something that affects the course of American history, essentially. There is a significant portion of people that said that if that story had come out sooner, they would have voted differently in the 2020 election. And, you know, obviously, no sense crying over spilt milk. It's over. It's done with. I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, make an argument Trump should still be president or whatever. Um, that's not my point here. My point is, is that that is something that literally affected 330 something million people, every American citizen. And by extension, I mean, if you, if you count uh, diplomatic relations, who knows how things in Ukraine would have played out. You can go through a whole bot butterfly effect of, of everything. But at least every American citizen was affected 
by that story, by news outlets covering it wrong, by news outlets lying, by the FBI lying, and by uh, these reporters and these people not questioning things. So if you then take a story like that and you remove the possibility for anybody to question it, that's what journalism is. That's what being a reporter is. If you then apply this standard of if you do this and you get it wrong, you're going to be destroyed. You're going to have your life ruined. What do we do when the next big story comes out? The next one that actually is true. If this is what we do and you get it wrong, who's going to want to take the chance? And it's just absolutely insane to me. It's one of those things where it's like I understand where people are coming from on it, but you need to look at the bigger picture in this and you need to realize the precedence this sets and it is not a good thing. And getting off that tangent, getting back onto the main issue here, when we talk about what Alex Jones actually did, he reported on a story and he shared opinions on it and he had debates on it that were deemed later to be unacceptable. But he didn't pull the trigger. He didn't go and do these things. We're really losing sight of the problem here. I understand that he that he amplified the suffering of some of those people that were family members or that were victims that were involved. I get that. I understand that what he did was wrong. And again, he understands that what he did was wrong. He's apologized to the moon and back every chance he gets to say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. When did that stop being enough? I understand that like what he did was terrible accusing these families of lying, of, of not really having suffered this, that was a horrible thing to do. And yeah, 10 years ago, he made that mistake. And I'm sure that that keeps him up many nights. I'm sure even before this got into a financial situation, he didn't like that when he realized that he was wrong. I'm sure that hurts to listen to those recordings, to see people play those, to, to, to defame him as he defamed others. I understand that he committed a crime. He made a mistake, and he should pay repercussions for it, but reasonable repercussions. He didn't pull the trigger. He's not, We have people that make attempts on government officials' lives, like what happened with Zeldin. If you're not familiar with that story, Lee Zeldin is running for governor in New York. Somebody tried to stab him on stage. That same person was released on bail within days. We don't hold the precedence of the law Evenly, we have people that are fourth, fifth, sixth time offenders that are released from jail and continue to murder, rape, and assault people. How can you, in, in a society that's supposed to be free, and what freedom is, and I'm going to take this from one of my favorite podcasters out there, freedom doesn't necessarily just mean that there are laws, that there are ways for you to be protected. Freedom means that laws are applied equally, that you are free, that, that the same rules apply to you as anyone else. That's what freedom is. Freedom isn't to be free no matter what. It's that when you do something that is against the law and you are prosecuted for it, you will be held to the same standard. So it's insane. I already mentioned with CNN and everything, I won't go back on that. But with CNN, you have these massive corporations that make the same mistakes. They're not held to the same standards. You have people that are actual murderers that literally kill people that are out on the streets now and will probably do it again. So how do you justify taking someone and charging them for what is essentially a word crime? 
charging Alex Jones for things he said and things he shouldn't have said. I, I mean, it, I understand where it comes from. Again, I'm not trying to be unsympathetic. I get where people are coming from. But in my mind, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, everybody now associates Alex Jones with the events at Sandy Hook, but nobody even remembers the person who actually did it, which in another episode I'll get into it, but I think that's a good thing. I think that these people should be forgotten. I don't think they should be put on a pedestal and, and glorified in any way, even if it's in a negative light. I don't think that they should be acknowledged. But it's insane that you have somebody that actually took up arms and shot these children and killed these family members, other family members, and that's essentially forgotten. And the big boogeyman in this situation is Alex Jones, the reporter who picked up the story and shared some uh, controversial opinions on things that didn't seem right to him. And again, not saying that that was right or justified or that he had reason to do that, but his crime here isn't really that egregious if you really think about it. And that's what's really insane to this. And I want people to realize that they may look at a situation like this with Alex Jones, uh, you know, he's got all this money, I don't, you know, he can afford it, he'll figure it out. It's not that big of a deal, but I want you to understand that this sets a precedence in his, in that world, in the world of reporters, that massive corporations won't be prosecuted, but smaller corporations will. Corporations that are multimillionaire instead of multi-billionaire. And that is a horrifying thing because if you apply that to a lower level, that's the average citizen compared to the elite. So now, if this is acceptable, if you can take that justification and apply more severe sanctions, essentially, on someone who is a smaller subset of a group, well, guess what, people? That's us. That's the average everyday citizen. That's this podcast, for example. If somebody decides, if I ever have any kind of success and somebody wants to come back and take snippets from this podcast and use it in a case against me, now that is allowed to be done. And now, because, you know, 10 years from now, I'll be more educated on some things. You know, I admit that. I've said that many times on this show. I don't know everything. I don't get everything right. I actually had a friend point out to me that on one of my episodes, I made a mistake in the uh, guns episode. If you haven't listened to it, please do. Uh, I referred to the, uh, the, the course required in New York to get a driving license as, as defensive driving. It's not. It's a five-hour course. It's different. I made a mistake. Obviously, that's a pretty mundane mistake. It doesn't really matter. I will apologize for that. Sorry about that, folks. If you listen to that, you were like, wait, defensive driving, that's different. I, I, I misinterpreted. I, I confused two different courses in my mind. Not that it really takes away from the general point of the video, but it is something I got wrong. If I make a mistake like that, but more severe on this podcast, 10 years from now, when I have more information on a situation, is somebody going to come back if I've made any kind of commercial success and then tear everything away from me and silence me because I said something that at the time I thought was right, but now I realize is wrong and I apologize for it? I don't think that's fair. It, it's setting a precedence to, to make people failures and make them broke before they've even had a chance to succeed. I mean, they're going after assets that, that uh, Alex Jones has now that he didn't even have at the time. 
and I understand that, you know, they can argue that some of that money was made from taking advantage of the situation. Okay, sure. But to say that he owes, you know, 10 times his net worth if he went broke or, well, let's be honest, maybe five times his net worth, but still a, a, a multiplicity of his net worth, even if he sold off every asset he has, I don't think that's a fair standard. But um, let me know what you think. I've rambled on enough on this episode. In conclusion, I understand the situation. Alex Jones made a mistake. I don't think it was a billion-dollar mistake, which is why I felt the need to make this episode. So without further ado, I'll kind of close this episode out. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, this one was a little bit more um, controversial, a little bit more out there. But I feel like the, the principle behind it, even if you're not a fan of Alex Jones, is really important. We need to realize what is happening in this moment. So thank you all for listening. Again, this has been Political Division Re-Envisioned with your host, Nick Liberty. Please reach out to the show, questions, comments, you want to shout out. You're one of my listeners that I haven't heard from, but you guys keep tuning in. I see the downloads in the same state. I'm assuming it's the same people, most likely. Um, please reach out at political division reenvisioned at gmail.com, just like the name of the podcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening and have a good one.